This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Bird on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Britain? This week, we have Jesse Corletto um, on the show, and I'm so excited for this interview. I think that you guys are going to gain so much insight to just how to run a business successfully and on top of that, how to just like manage your time and um, really dream big and know that nothing is out of reach if you can work hard and, um, you know, have good work ethic and just treat people with kindness and respect. And um, Jesse does all those things. So mm-hmm. by just him telling his story, it's just going to be a really valuable plot. I know what I do know of Jesse so far is really enlightening and awesome and all the things he's done over his career have been pretty insane he has quite the resume he does and i love that every time you see him no matter i mean i never know what's going on in his life because he's always smiling and he yeah has a great smile so, so calm yeah so he's cool as a cucumber 24 7 yep that's what we appreciate about him yeah appreciates so, we appreciates it um well do we have any local events this week uh this week what am i doing um we are open at the babe cave um and then we're gonna be at the elm estate with um murdoch's hats um blft will not be there but our hat line will be there um for the art town events that's happening um every thursday and then i'm gonna be at club pilates northwest on friday from 10 to 2 with the truck saturday open at the babe cave and yeah that's it what about you I am going to be um, Thursday night. I have Art Town. Um, I'll be going to, I'll be, I think, on Vassar Street. Like, it's closed down. Cool. And then outside the Virgil. Awesome. The coffee shop right there. So excited about that. I don't know the times because we just moved into a new studio. So I'm pretty much blackout. I don't really know where I am. Haven and Flux has headquarters. That's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, we have a Haven and Flux headquarters soon big moves it makes it so much better and you can separate your work and you know life i know christian just asked me what i'm gonna do with all the space that was the candle studio in the front of the house and i was like i'm gonna put a big couch there and then i'm gonna sit on it gonna relax and i'm gonna watch football (laughs) like i just have to get it all set up by by football season which is like so soon and that's the joy of my life (laughs) you gotta get those chargers games in. i gotta get all the games in all the games and the fights. Awesome. Well, should we get into it? Yeah. Do we, you, you don't want to tell people how your week was or what's we just? I mean, we're done with that. We can. No, Let's we don't do have it. To. I mean, go ahead. How was your week? No, I don't. I, that was my week. I okay. Yeah. Into the studio. Same. My week was. I'm just saying we have four minutes left and we've never in the history of Brit on Blast ever stopped early. You know that Jesse's interview is going to go way on. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So Brit. Because this is in your wheelhouse, why the Automobile Museum? I mean, you know, for me, it's about the cars all day long. I love cars. I like old cars, new cars, all the things. For me, the fact that they have the DeLorean here and the Batmobile in the same room is like, it's, it's like, a, it's ha- it makes my heart happy. Um, so that's why for me, but I think for like someone like us, like doing things with all of our friends, like yeah, 160 the of our close friends yes. could go to the theater. In any movie that you want, they have so many things to offer. The space camp for your kids, if you like need a little break yeah. or you want to look at the cars. Reno's just really lucky to have it. It's one of the biggest collections, I think, in the country, yeah. which is awesome. It's so cool. And the fact that it's here in the biggest little city is like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and come on into the theater. <laughs> yes, back to the future. Get all your friends, 160 of them. So the whole town of Reno. So everyone you know. <laughs> and watch a movie. Yep. You can find tickets at the uh, automuseum.org. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where you go get your tickets. Perfect. Fun day. 
All right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I wanna talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great grandparents started Murdoch's Western wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsInApparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. Jesse Corletto is one of the most dynamic dynamic guests we've had on the show. Um, I say this because he has been successful in so many different areas of business and life. His resume proves he is a serial entrepreneur, successfully starting and selling multiple businesses. But what makes him so unique is that he kept his full-time job as a firefighter throughout the entire time he was running these businesses. He founded an apparel line called Brighton and Fox, and his designs made it into the stores such as Gap, Urban Outfitters, and Forever 21. He was a president of Passport Licensing, which was a brand development, full package apparel manufacturer, distributor, and licensor. Pretty much anything you need when you start a company, Passport handled. In his most recent project, you are all going to be familiar with the amazing Record Street Brewery in the Alpine, the well-known brewery, eatery, and event space here in Reno, also home to the infamous BLFT Ladies' Night. Um, but really, on top of all of this, Jesse is just a good dude. He gives back to the community with massive projects that I hope he will share with us today. And even though he is beyond busy, busy, he always takes time to get to know people and he values people. You guys will understand what I'm talking about by just listening to him tell his story. So let's get into it. Britt, you want to um, ask yeah. the first question? And thank you so much for being here, Jesse. Seriously. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Excited. Um, I am blown away. I mean, we've touched on some of the things that you've done in your many lifetimes, it seems like at this point. Um, <laughs> and you've done so many different things. So give us a rundown of what got you started with the jobs you've had and a little bit of background. Kind of like give us the rundown. Like where, how did it start and how did you get to where you are? Like how did you yeah, go yeah, from yeah. apparel to right. um, the restaurant industry? Well, I mean, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, being a fireman was uh, my passion. And uh, as well as a gateway to, you know, use and build upon as far as, you know, getting into business. Um, you know, at the time, really, no one was, you know, handing out checks or, you know, the banks, you know, were unapproachable, you know, for any entrepreneur to start in business. So I figured, you know, I'd become a firefighter, you know, and um, save my paychecks and start my own business. And that's pretty much what I did with uh, uh, Passport Licensing, which owned uh, my apparel line called Bryden and Fox. And uh, that apparel line was something that, you know, I was pretty passionate about, but I, I needed to really dream big on that because, um, you know, it, it was gonna be something that I, I was determined to get into big box retail. Mm -hmm. And that was one of, you know, the goals that I set, you know, I, I didn't want to be your, you know, mom and pops, you know, a little retail shop on main street. Right. So I wanted to, I was dreaming big and, mm -hmm. you know, setting, you know, high goals to where, um, you know, um, every step that I was taking and trying to get there, you know, I was achieving and, you know, taking it to the next stage and, uh, you know, getting into big box retail. 
and uh yeah it, it was a fun fun business to to own and be part of uh but as well very very challenging and if you don't have the grit the hustle you know to put into it um it, you're not going to be successful you know i can't imagine i mean i obviously am in the production side now but i had been in apparel and retail accessory sales for like from wholesale to everything for so long and that just the characters that are in that space are so intense and over like it's a really like rough i, I think that like people see fashion and they think it's pretty and fun and but that the character that attracts that is like really can be very hard to work with sometimes i i have found in my life anyway that like and when you go into it and you're like okay i just want to create like a sick thing and like make it a big thing once you get to the big dogs it you're like what in god's name like what is yeah. happening here no and I, I agree with that and, and that's the way the business is but mm -hmm. you know i've always told you know young entrepreneurs is it's a game of chess not checkers right yes. so you want to put yourself ahead of that next person that you're competing with and, and by doing that i mean you're setting your brand a step ahead of you know that you know to the consumer closer to the consumer mm -hmm. you know besides that brand that you're competing with right and you know the things that you could do is you know th that i was doing at the time was studying the market you know gosh i remember uh taking a collection it went in a clothing rack downtown LA in a fashion district, you know, going through uh, all the sales reps, high rise buildings. I was going floor to floor, not, I mean, knowingly that I, I wasn't going in there to drop off my product or have them pick it up, uh, you know, to say, but I was just going in there to get their feedback and what they touched from the clothing rack. And, and these were the buyers. These were the big buyers that had the relationship with big box retail. And my clothing rack was, I mean, it was packed. It was full. And I was just rolling it down the street from floor to floor in the fashion district. And, uh, you know, as they were picking out, selecting, saying, oh, man, this shirt is really, really cool. I would, you know, put a little piece Make of tape on it. You know what I mean? And right there, I was studying the market, not just from the consumer side of you know of the business but also the buyers the big box retail mm -hmm. buyers and i gotta say that that really set me apart from everyone else when i started going to the trade shows like magic coterie mm -hmm. in new york and you know vegas and stuff like that so um you know it just really took my brand to the next level yeah anytime you can get in front of the person buying whether it's consumer or retailer and see how they're responding to your your it, line is so helpful it is that, that's everything there because it, it you know that's another step as an entrepreneur that you achieve and you're able to set another goal in, in front of yourself to you know keep that drive that hustle going because if you don't have those and you go into the business just thinking uh they're just gonna buy it because they're gonna buy it right mm -hmm. i mean you're you're way behind the ball game right i was i just hired somebody and i was like just so you know it's not we're not selling to us yeah <laughs> like, we don't sell to us okay we get free candles so right was consider what we're like who our demographic is like i need you to think about that when you're doing marketing but um it would be so much easier if you were selling to yourself i, I mean <laughs> do you know how many things we carry that i'm like this is not my style but if it sells it's worth it you know right question for you real quick before we continue on yeah, with the go, next go question for it, go for it that you're talking about a time period and i'm just assuming like is this around 2008 when you started this by chance because i moved to southern california in 2008 and it was rough go down there at that time yeah it was actually <laughs> starting around 2008 and you know sold the company in 2011 okay. and um yeah it, it was tough it was challenging you i know? was right down the street from you at film <laughs> no way yeah that's wow. too funny yeah it was Gunner. uh and just if you have not been to the as our, for our listeners if you haven't been to the fashion district oh my gosh it's not a pretty place no, okay it's not a pretty it place, is the grittiest but... grossest place i've been i've traveled all over the country and i'm telling yeah. you that's probably the grossest place i've been mm -hmm. but you know the way i viewed it you know and i view life in itself is you know with that comes opportunity mm -hmm. you know what i mean so um you know, I'm always seeking that, right? So, like I said, I'm always dreaming big. And um, no matter what stage you're in in life, I mean, I think that's what drives and makes people successful. So, 
Love that. Definitely. He Jesse always sees a positive in every situation and always is looking for the solution instead of like getting wrapped up in the negative or the details of why something can't happen. He's like, okay, but how can we get there in a positive way and like goes around it? It's I just love that. crazy. Yeah. Um, I need to work on that. Um <laughs> practice. <laughs> so you've recreated yourself obviously so many times, changed career paths and um, that's something that's not really easy to do. So give our listeners and give us a little insight on how you get through those transition periods and how you've reached success every time. Yeah. Cause I know that d- didn't happen without some adversity. No, yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's the challenging part about it. Right. And, you know, I kind of don't view it as recreating myself because everything I do, you know, in, in the different companies, it's always with one passion in mind right is brand development you know telling the story of each brand now what's behind each brand that's you know that's really the dream right is you gotta work and take those steps to learn that business either be for instance for myself either be in the apparel side of things you know the the you know the designing the brand was my passion you know uh, and that development there you know getting to study the consumers and how they buy and what time frames and you know the 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 buyers for the big box retailers that's you know the grit the hustle that's the dream right there that you're working towards um going to record street and you know the beer um manufacturing i call it because it's really what it is designing the brand of record street you know um is a passion it was easy you know um, it just wasn't, I wasn't recreating myself. I was just designing, you know, brand development, you know, side of things, telling the story of Record Street and what it is. Same thing with the Alpine, you know, that is a music venue, you know, but I wanted to present something different that, you know, Reno didn't have at the time or doesn't have is, you know, designing something that people just enjoy, you know, and telling that story about the Alpine. So, Everything behind it, you know, is just the the work that goes, you know, in building uh, a business, and and you know, that's the passion, you know, and the hard work and grit that you got to put into it. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I got some other businesses, you know, that that I'm working on right now and brand developing, <laughs> that um, you know, are gonna be pretty pretty awesome. I'm really excited about them, and you know, it just keeps. You know, developing right because it's just you know uh, it's something that I'm passionate about, and you know, consumer market is is something that's always going to be there's a necessity, right? So you know, I love to you know get into those lanes of businesses and, and you know brand develop. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. So kind of what I'm I'm hearing is like brand development is your obviously your passion but like the brighton and fox was like a building block for you and you took that experience and put it towards record tree in the alpine and then now you're taking that experience and putting it towards your next project so kind of in transition periods it's like take what you've learned along the way and then use that as your building blocks for setting yourself up for success in your next I don't know your next challenge your yeah, next, next venture yeah exactly yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it you know brighton fox taught me a lot it taught me you know 
you know, how to fail, you know, because I did a couple of times and, and, and you know, uh, going and growing that business. But it taught me how to keep going, keep moving. And if, you know, no one else is going to treat your business the way you treat it as an owner, you know what I mean? And, and you, so you have to learn how to get up and dust yourself off and keep going and dream big. And that's what's really going to keep you going is, is the, the, the big dreams, you know, that everyone inspires for, you know, in building a successful business. So, um, cause you're going to learn and you'll see as entrepreneurs, you're always going to venture off to something else that you're going to apply what you learned in your previous business to the new venture. So something that actually just hit me when you were saying that with BLFT, I, when I was starting that, I like i was 26 no 25 and my i felt like it was a huge dream at the time and i was like i'm gonna buy this truck and everything that i thought was like unattainable or that i was dreaming about would be best case scenario has come to fruition it has mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. and so what mm -hmm. that's teaching me now is that you can't dream big enough and i mm -hmm. and like i manifested the truck like it was just something that came to right. me like everyone was like what you what is a pop-up shop what are you doing this is not gonna work and it felt like so outrageous but now moving forward i'm like okay if that if everything came true because i mean it wasn't easy but if everything right. came true like now i need to dream way bigger because what is the limit that's right so yeah. i mean obviously you do that but i think maybe going through it is what kind of teaches you that it's attainable yes i feel like i'm yeah. in that right now like you just saying that because you created something very inventive and so i'm very much like i made candles like we just we make candles we sell candles they're great candles we have right. a great mission behind it like great very branding. passionate yes. great branding i'm very yeah. passionate about branding i feel like we have that in common yeah. but i'm now moving into this new space and i just hired somebody and they kind of had to happen at the same time right and right. they're like for me like it's a, that's a big step and felt like a little overwhelming and kind of felt like a little too soon because i'm from like the school of hard knocks where i do everything right. myself and so for me i was like that i'm start i'm starting to get to the point where i'm like okay no no no. this is just the necessary next step for you to make like you have to get through this like i'm because yeah. i'm in the scary phase right now right. where like it's not really scary phase. we're safe like yeah. everything's safe everything's good but like i just have that scarcity mindset happening yeah. i can feel creeping in like i'm not sleeping great right now again like and we always talk about that it's like you go into a new phase it, and i'm in that scary phase right now so now it's like okay we don't sleep much and like but then we realize yeah. we can do it yeah but this is where this is a stage where you have to set another goal right, right. Set another big dream that you could achieve and um you know kind of calm those nerves down and right. say gosh you know i'm really doing this stage because i have to go through it i have to you know face this challenge because you're not going to know how you're going your business is going to grow right so you got to set that next dream and be like you know for me with brighton and fox was like okay Nordstrom's wasn't enough i want to get into gap knowing that gap only carries gap you know collections they don't do any branded t-shirts you know with other company names in their stores mm -hmm. but i set that dream there i'm like nah I, i'm gonna get into gap i'm gonna meet that buyer and i guarantee you he's gonna buy my shirt right and they did so um that that's the stage you're in right now is you, you just gotta take another leap you know dream big and you know set another goal for yourself and let those nerves calm and just work hard because this is the dream you're living right now right so that's that's what you dream that's, about you know, i love that mindset like i love how you keep saying like this is the dream because i just was doing a bunch of repairs on the new studio and it was hard labor like i can barely use my right hand right now. like my wrist <laughs> and my hand are done um and usually i would have been like bummed out i would have been like nobody helps me like i'm all alone in this world whatever and yesterday was like i did that all by myself like <laughs> i ripped up that carpet i stripped up that adhesive like i painted the floors i painted the walls like i patched the hole in the floor i patched a hole right. in the floor you guys That's not awesome. one on the wall but one on the floor <laughs> 
And I was like proud of myself at the end of it, but it is, yeah. it's the dream. Like that's yeah. what you asked. There's a song by Halsey and she says, this is what you asked for. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is what you asked for. I wanted this. So now here we are. Yeah, It's hard sometimes because the process, like what you went through yesterday, mm. sometimes the process is a grind and mm -hmm. it's not it fun. And something that I kind of struggle with is seeing the major big dream ahead, mm -hmm. but the path to get to that dream is so blurry and so unclear. I don't know what step to take next sometimes. And so like, it just can be overwhelming because you're like, I'm this far away from it, but I have all these steps ahead of me. But I think it's just taking one thing at a time and trusting the timing of everything. Because sometimes if that dream were to land in your lap too soon, you wouldn't be like equipped with the skills to handle it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, and that's one of the things is that I've learned as well. And because I've been in that similar situation is, you know, you, as entrepreneurs, you're always meeting people. Right. Mm -hmm. And no matter how difficult, you know, a meeting is to, to make, you always take that meeting, no matter in the scale of high or low of, you know, what that meeting is going to get, you know, bring to you as an entrepreneur, you take it. Cause you just never know where it, that, you know, person is going to land you. You know, I've always said life, life's is, you know, it's a circle, you know, mm -hmm. that person, that meeting you take, you know, six months down the road, you're going to feel that connection again and be like, man, I'm glad I took that meeting, mm -hmm. you know, cause they did something, you know, or introduce right. you to someone else that's going to make you more successful or right. whatever the case may be, you know, so. Timing is a weird thing. I have a question on the dream note. As far as like, because what Britton said about having, because for me, my dream is unclear because there's so many directions Haven and Flux can go. Right. And so it's just like, seems chaotic. It seems like that fire around that right. microphone over there. You got to pick one, pick, pick one, pick one, pick one. But then I'm like, the one that I think is the most realistic is the one that I don't want to do. Like retail, I feel like it keeps going towards retail. Like people keep being like, retail is the thing. Like you need to go and open your own shop. And I'm like, I don't, and like do candle pouring. Not necessarily. Retail is never the answer. It's not, it's not the, you know. I've worked retail. Exactly. You, you know, the business is tough. That you overhead I mean? is not a pretty look. It's not a pretty look, you know. Now, you know, there's two sides of retail, right? Either you want to be the vendor for the retailer, mm -hmm. you know, you supply your candle to, mm -hmm. to those stores, or do you want to have your own, you know, shop, right. you know, it, 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 they're both challenging for sure, but in their different ways, mm -hmm. it's just which one you got to pick one and, and you know, yeah, and take your it. business there. That's helpful. So yeah. I have to pick the one everybody wants me to pick. <laughs> no, you know your business better yeah, than anyone. You know it you. better than well. And my, I love supporting small businesses, right. and we talked about that a couple episodes ago, where it was like I absolutely love like providing my products that I know sell to a retailer right. who gets a nice margin on it to sell my products and then reorders it, and like it. everybody's yeah. happy. Like I love doing that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So there, there you go. I think that's it right there. Then you just grow that side of the business. Mm -hmm. But if the opportunity comes, you will get your candles into a big box, right? Oh, I well, yeah. no, big yeah. box has always been on my list of things because right. yeah, I just have to figure out how to do that because big box takes study it, study it takes a lot. Yeah, they'd like to take a percentage. It's a okay, nice hefty one. So Jesse, of all the jobs that you've done, what one has been your favorite and what one has been your least favorite and why? Wow. Um, gosh, you know, my favorite is, you know, being a fireman, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's something I love and, you know, get to be able to help people, you know, on a daily basis. Seems kind of heavy though. I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, it's hard, but. You know, it's it's um, something that I that I enjoy. You know, makes me happy. You know, if if you know someone would say, "Shit, you're not going to get paid," you know, for the rest of your career as a fireman, I'd be like, "Okay, oh I'll keep God. doing it." <laughs> so, How many people would say that? Yeah, I think that's what we need more people like yeah. Jesse. <laughs> wow, protecting and serving. Yeah, no, no, but you know, it's just something that it's you know it's rewarding, right? So. Um, the business side of stuff, you know, is, is just more passion. You know, I know I'm good at brand developing and telling stories on each individual, you know, for their their own brand. And um, 
you know, going back to passport licensing, um, at first my, my clothing line was called Brighton and Fox and that was my LLC. It was Brighton and Fox. But once I started realizing big box retailers were coming to me asking me if I could, you know, private label a collection for their own re retail store, I was like, heck yeah, you know, like, all right, I, I got me a niche here, you know? So I started passport licensing and passport licensing is what ended up, you know, owning, um, Brighton and Fox because I saw the value, right? So I start, like I said, this game of chess, not checkers, started noticing that these retailers were seeking me for, you know, brand development of a private label. So I knew right away, I said a dream big, right? This is my exit strategy right here. If I got to turn around and sell this company, I got value now, you know, because I got, I got big box retail coming to passport licensing for brand development for their own private collections. At the same time, they're buying my own brand to get into retail. So we have so much overlap. Like, it's, <laughs> I feel like the passport, uh, I'm going to have to, like, you and I are going to have to touch base yeah, on this yeah. separate because for sure. I feel like there's a theme, like, with the firefighting and then also with the branding, like, because, yeah, you, you help people and your branding definitely has helped people and you, you know, take your skills and you don't necessarily, well, something that, you guys can obviously tell is Jesse's very humble and so he doesn't want the glory for himself he wants other people to get the credit but he just helps them it's like that's pretty amazing there's not many people out there like that oh, thank you it's yeah. true Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. always keeping it positive within your relationships within business and business isn't easy like that's not no, an easy it's not, not easy to stay positive at all so can you talk a little bit about how this is like staying positive has helped you navigate like how do you stay positive um and how does it keep you like landing on your feet every single time well i mean you know the you know having a great family you know showing my kids that um you know working hard is is what you got to do in life, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, give, right? Um, as much as I work hard being an entrepreneur or, you know, being a fireman, I apply those same models at home. Because, um, you know, it's, it's about it's about giving, right? You know, so as soon as I get home, uh, you know, I'm right there, you know, in support of, you know, the family and the kids and, you know, everything else that goes along with, you know, the to-do list, all of it, you know. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just be home and just, you know, sit on my butt and rest. But <laughs> no, I mean, I know that I have to apply that same mentality at home as well as, you know, growing a business. So um, I, I think that's the balance that, you know, makes uh, success. So for any entrepreneur and, um, yeah, yeah, you just got to give you got to give yourself you know you're going to miss a lot of birthdays you know friends camping trips all this stuff but you know home you know becomes priority you know to really you know have that good balance so i think it's important too like and i'm realizing this now in this stage of my life like 
because I love to help other people and be there. And I've had to scale back a little bit. Like I used to literally drive up to my friend's house in Portola and like I shoveled her car out of wow. the like I like to do that kind of stuff. It brings me joy. But I pulled away from it for uh, almost like what six months a year because I was in Britain and I just talked about this yesterday because I was like, I'm giving so much of myself. I don't have a lot of my own time for myself. And I was like feeling hurt by it because I was like, who's going to help me? Like nobody's right. helping me. I'm giving and nobody's giving back to me. But instead, I and again, this is just new. This is like in the last week I've realized this. My neighbors were sick and I love to feed people like I just love to feed people. That's awesome. So in the last week, I fed two of my neighbors and like that brought me joy. And instead of like when yesterday I was really tired, I would have loved for somebody to cook me a meal yesterday. But you have to change <laughs> your mindset of like, I didn't do that so that they would feed me. I did that right. because I knew that they needed help and I That's wanted to do are. a kind thing. Yeah. And also like it brought me joy to do that. That was like the, the and I'm air quoting, but like selfish thing to do. And yeah, I just, I don't know. It like just changing your mindset too to like be positive about the things that you do for other people. And you are truly, when I worked at Nordstrom, I went through their management program. Okay. And they talk about servant leadership. And that was the biggest thing I took away and that I still like I carried with me through my career and like every part of your life, you practice servant leadership. So that's cool. Awesome. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, true. I, I, I had the school of hard knocks, the street. So, you know, right. just learning it the hard way. But, you know, it, it's something is if you really put your, you know, your mind and your soul and your heart to it, it's, you know, you could achieve anything. Anything's possible. So Right. A little bit of hard work or actually a hell of a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> hard work. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this leads perfectly into our next question about balance because obviously you have so much on your plate, but you enjoy life at the same time. And um, just give some tips on like how you do that. Do you turn your phone off at night? Do you have app? Like, what do you do that kind of um, protects your Shangri-La or your time alone with your family? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, gosh, I, I wish I could say, well, I, I, she would love for me to turn my phone off <laughs> at home. But, you know, business is always going, right? You're always going to get those phone calls as entrepreneurs. You know, you're, you're building something special, you know, not just for yourself, but, you know, for many people, right? And um, that you employ or, you know, you have underneath you that, you know, uh, you're building. Um you know, but, you know, just like, you know, I said previously, it's just really putting that same effort that you put into your businesses. You do the same thing for your family um, and, and no matter what way, you know, um, you know, there's, gosh, you know, <clears throat> invitations out there, you know, that I get and it's like, hey, you know, let's go camping for the weekend. And it's like, man, but, you know, I know the wife wants to, you know, go to you know a certain you know event that she wants to go to so i focus on that you know so um so yeah so you know it's just putting that effort into your family in the same as you do to your businesses and and you balance everything out so i think that's helped me a lot you know um you know obviously i still pick up my phone and you know you know read the text messages you know because you have to you know you can't just shut it mm -hmm. off mm -hmm. so but if you give your family life you know the same effort and energy i, I think you know it'll be a success as well yeah just kind of prioritizing those people and right. then also um balancing with prioritizing your businesses That's and it. your well-being yeah it's yeah. it's hard to do um, Britt and I are really big into personality types and we're both projectors, which means that we have high energy for like a certain amount of time, but then we literally have to recharge or else we're kind of worthless. And so that's something that I've learned for myself is like, I have to take some hours like away from my phone or like I have to take a day to just recharge or else I'm, I'm just like not i'm not producing yeah. anything no it's funny you say that because I, I wake up at 4 30 in the morning every morning you know to go to the gym at five and it gives me a little time to just escape mm -hmm. that's my no calls no text message zone you know and you know by eight o'clock gosh i feel like i've accomplished a lot and mm -hmm. i'm ready to go mm -hmm. 
you know, so that's every day for me. You know, 4 30 a.m. So 4 30 a.m. Yeah. What about sleep? Does <laughs> yeah. that mean anything to you? Uh, not, <laughs> what, not at the moment. Yeah. Not what at time the moment. Do you go, to the, go to bed. I, you know what? I'm a, I, I go to bed pretty early. You know, you're 8 30, 9 o'clock, you know. Okay. So I, I get some hours. Unless you know? I'm out doing something. Yeah. Because I like, she's always weekend. like, you wake up at 5 30. Like, and now it's just natural. Right, like, I don't even right. get a choice. Like, I'm up at yeah. like 5 25 has been the latest and greatest. And. <laughs> Nice. And it just yeah. is. So I'm now I like panic about my bedtime. Right. I'm like, okay, you gotta go to bed by ten or you're gonna be a mess yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Um what is one thing you wish that you were better at? Sleeping? No. <laughs> Sleeping. No. You know what's funny, actually I've always told myself I wish I'd, you know, could take some classes on how to be a public speaker, you know, because that's my you know, my biggest fear. You know, You're so doing great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, there's wow, it's you only us in know. here, so yeah, there's yeah. no public. Well, because I'm listening to you, and I'm you're like reminding me a lot of Ed Milet, like wow. a lot, totally, what, yeah, like so yeah. much because there's a lot of overlap in the way, right. like he start, like he, you're you start your day just with you, right. and like he starts his day just with him, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah, I, I know <laughs> yeah, you great. do, you do remind me of Ed Milet. Well, I'm sure that if you have you had the opportunity to speak in front of a lot of people and you just don't like it or you just wish? No, I mean, I've had, you know, and I think I just choke up, you know what I mean? So it's a challenge, right? You know, uh, a little fear. And uh, I, I guess, you know, I just need to, you know, just learn how to not choke, not to choke up in front of uh, the crowds. Well, I didn't, <laughs> just be I mean, yourself. The problem you know? with public speaking so. is that you, because I like that's the thing I'm good at is like, but it's because I was forced to do right. it so much, and like, e and then even recently I had to public speak again, and I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. Like I, and I'm like, oh my god, you're out of practice. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, you just have to do it to get over that fear. Yeah. Public, all public speaking is is like having a voice and having something worthwhile right. to say, which you definitely do have right. both well, of those and things. Being genuine. You're right. and you're so uh, genuine and passionate about what you talk about. So yeah. I think that that is, but it's, it is really hard. I have it's something that I used to be really, really afraid of. But um, what I learned is that I was afraid because I wasn't prepared and I was afraid because I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to school. I wasn't the best student, but now like I've had a lot of opportunity to speak and um, right. I think preparing and being confident in what I have to say and knowing that I do know what I'm talking about yeah. is a huge confidence booster for me uh, at least. So, great advice. Yeah, yeah, that's been that's been good. Um, okay, so what is your why? What keeps you going? Uh, you know, it's a hard question, actually, you know, you, it's, it's why you don't think about it too much as you're moving along, right? You're always, it, it's in your head, you know, the dream, right? And you don't think about the why too much, but really, it, it's simple when it comes to, you know, you know, the family and the kids, right? You, you want to leave something behind and show them that working hard is how you're going to be successful, you know? No one's going to hand it over or give it to you, you know what I mean? So... And if that happens, it's, there's always, you know, an opposite end to that. So I'd rather just work hard and, you know, leave something for the kids either by, you know, hey, I tried, I failed, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I gave it my all. So how special is that with his daughter is in the studio right now, Mia, she's sitting with us right now. So that's, that's so cool. And like, what an awesome dad like not even like i'm gonna just tell you but i'm gonna show you mm -hmm. and you can learn from my mistakes you can but just know that like there's nothing that they can't achieve because you've obviously shot for the moon <laughs> yeah. you know and landed on yeah. it landed, landed in the stars awesome. so far yeah yeah i i love when all of our family-based entrepreneurs come on here and say the kids i'm always like hoping i'm waiting for somebody to come on here and say it's not the kids and then i'm gonna be like get out get out of the studio no it's so cool yeah. um okay so we play this game it's not really a game we just ask more questions but they're quicker <laughs> Go for it. Go for so it. and they're not as serious um do you want to start it or should i yeah you got it okay um name one high of last year and one low 
Wow, one high. You know, I, I definitely achieved the goal that I was striving for quite a bit. You know, one of the big dreams, right? And um, that was, uh, you know, so with the Record Street Brewing and the Alpine, uh, you know, I also owned the building at the time. And, you know, my whole dream was to brand develop this building to have this thriving, you know, cool business that just produces culture, right? No matter what genre. And, uh, but at the same time, be a, a successful business while it's, you know, moving. And, you know, what the exit strategy as far as the property goes and, and putting it up for sale for a high number that for the area wasn't achievable. And, you know, I, I closed the it. deal. You know, it was awesome. this is so great. Okay. I just want to touch on this because this is part of the story that we haven't. And I know a little bit of the backstory of Record Street. So, Jesse, you bought the building and everyone was like, why would you do this? It's right next to the homeless shelter. But talk about when you told me about turning the positive and tuna. I'll let you go from yeah. there. But everyone was hating on you. And then now look at what happened and look what you created. It's amazing. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny is, um, you know, I think I told you guys before, I started looking into the whole Midtown area at the time when, you know, you know, Hillary, you know, she was still, you know, working at Plato's Closet, you know. Yeah, the Midtown, the Midtown creation. The creation and, and it was just growing, and, yeah. you know. And uh, I got pushed out in a couple of bids there and, you know, I went to 4th Street and I saw this orange facade, beautiful building and I'm like, what? can't believe i drove by this place multiple times and i never like keen like to pay attention to it and this time i did and, and um you know went through you know gosh jumping hurdles to try to find who owned it and finally found them and uh, through an article you know and just googling alpine glass company i found the name of the owner because he wasn't listed on the assessors he wasn't anywhere and i uh, lived in midtown you know, so I went to his house and knocked on his door and said, hey, I'm interested in your property. And he's like, he, you know, peeks through, you know, the crack of his door and he shuts it on me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? And he comes around, you know, Midtown's how they have, you know, the driveway around you know, on mm -hmm. the side of the house. He comes you know, behind the back door. He has a gun with him and a little paper with a phone number. And he's like, call my son, you know, he, he'll take care of you. Oh my God. And this is oh like an 80-year-old dude with a shotgun and you know, the phone number. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was just going to get shot. That's a knocking on, this, knocking on this guy's door, you know. So, you know, from there on, you know, I called the son who lived in New York. And, you know, he's like, Jess, you know, just make us an offer. And I made a, you know, decent offer, which at the time, you know, I, after, uh, you know, closing escrow you know he's like man we were just gonna donate it to the city and i'm like oh my <laughs> god what did i do here you know so but i was happy it was a you know respected reasonable offer for the property and you know once i started applying for all the licenses you know at the city i mean even the city employees were like dude what are you doing go down south don't you no know, just don't develop here this is not going anywhere. And I'm like, dude, I'm investing in your city. Like, mm -hmm. I live here. I want this area to change. You know what I mean? Not me yeah, as a steward here, but, you know, you should be, you know, pushing me to do this. Right. You know, instead of, you know, pushing me out. I'm like, see, that's the problem. That that gave me more fuel right. to, to even work harder, you know, in, in accomplishing my goal and, you know, in, in this big dream that I had. So... You know, the homeless shelter was there and, you know, I, it didn't bother me at all. I, I just, you know, saw that as an opportunity to, you know, uh, expose it. I was really. just going to say, because, that, sorry, now I got all fired up. But, like, obviously, you know, my brother suffers with uh, schizoaffective disorder mm -hmm. and he's been in and out of that shelter. And they drop, like, when, he, so, you know, he's been to jail. Mm -hmm for stealing a toothbrush when right. he was homeless. And when he got out, they drop him off at that bus stop and they know that he's he's medicated when he's in jail. They give don't give him any of his medication. Right. They give him bus fare to get to that bus stop. And like nobody realizes that that's how our system works. Right. And then it's if broken. nobody's there to pick my brother up, then like he just has to live there. Right. And so I love that you're exposing that because when I go down there, I just see like different versions of my brother. I don't right. see like, you know, whatever everybody else is seeing. And I think 
maybe I used to see it that way, but now after having like, you know, having had to pick my brother up from that space, like, I don't know, it just hits different. And it's important that people like there are ugly parts of our world that we have to look at dead in the face. So like, no doubt. I mean, and that was, uh, that was my whole goal is in exposing it. Cause I, the way I viewed it was, you know, if I got, you know, 10 people coming in the door to enjoy the space, I know one person out of that 10 is, is going to lend a hand, you know what I mean? So, and you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, what makes me, you know, thrive, you know what I mean? That was my whole goal in this whole, you know, uh, journey. So, so yeah, I mean, it it was, it's been a fun venture. It's with Record Street Brewing and, you know, going back to the branding side of things, everyone knew Record Street here in Reno as a negative, right? As a, you know, the homeless shelter. So I took, I capitalize on that. I'm like, you know, I'm a branding guy. I'm like, everyone already saying Record Street, uh, you know, like it flows very well. Yeah. So I'm going to turn that negative into a positive, you know, because it, it's in people's minds already in, in Reno, right? And uh, and so I named the, the brewery Record Street Brewing and it just started just clicking. No one ever thought about it, you know, being the homeless shelter anymore. I yeah. just capitalized on that brand that was out there already. So um, it made it shiny. It and made it shiny. It gave, gave it a heartbeat. Gave it a disco ball. And, you know, at the <laughs> yes. same time, I exposed, you know, the issues that Reno was going through. And, you know, it got a lot of help. Yeah. Got a lot of attention and help. So. Oh, I love that. I have like yeah. full body I know. I it's so cool. <laughs> it's also like such a good lesson, like to hear that story, because when everyone around you is telling you no, like you still thought to yourself, I'm going to stay true to like my inner compass, my purpose, like mm-hmm. what you knew to be true. And that's really difficult to do when the outside voices are chiming in your ear of what are you going to do? Oh, that's a bad decision. You should have gone here. Like all of those things. And you still stay true and ha- it has been a major success. Oh, so staying true to yourself is that's something it. that you have to do along the way as business you always get, fl- well, we both do get flustered from the outside. I do. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier for me to get flustered because I am very alone. Like I, I not to say like I'm alone, literally, like I know I have people who support me and love me right, and care about right. me. But at the end of the day, it's just me in the right. house with my thoughts and mm-hmm. all the shit that people threw at me throughout the day. So like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, well, was that valid what that person said? And there's nobody there who knows you to your core. And I don't think I've ever had that. Like where somebody just like knows me. I actually, my closest thing would probably be Britain because she's like, no, why would you do that? Like, just stay, you know, the thing you're supposed to do. Like you already feel strong about that thing. Just stay on that path. So I, but I don't like have that. Well, I think entrepreneurship is a very lonely place yeah. to be sometimes yeah, because there the is no boat. blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like there's no yeah. blueprint for a record treat. There's no blueprint for right. Haven and Flex and there's no. no blueprint for the truck. It's like, we have to stay true to us. And there's constantly people that come in and chime and say, you should, yeah. and it could be your close people. Like yeah. I'm lucky. My husband's a great sounding board, but he doesn't know what the fire that is inside of me. Yeah. And he doesn't know like the, drive I have to make things work. Right. And so it's like, it's lonely. So I think talking with each other, like yeah. when Jesse talks, yeah. you're just like, I'm just like, Same, I relate. Yeah. And like, when you say stuff, I'm like, I relate to that so yeah. much, but friends who aren't entrepreneurs don't get it. I even yeah. think about like the puppy because like uh, you look at that's her ex-boyfriend, that's by the way, sorry, don't say his name, I don't say his name funny, on the podcast, okay. but <laughs> I look at the last like year of uh, my life because we've been separated for a year now and like i don't know if it's just like having the person in your house in your ear like constantly or or if it was what the growth i've had in the last year like i just especially with moving into this space i'm sitting here and i'm like seeing what he's doing currently which is the same thing he was doing last year and then i'm thinking about what i'm doing which is like been such a hard year but like this is where i am now and i feel like proud of myself and i feel growth and i feel like all of these awesome things and i'm like yeah i think that who you surround yourself with and who you keep in your circle is like and you know to your point earlier mm-hmm. it's your circle gets small when you're an entrepreneur it's very small mm-hmm. and you have to one or two people and that's it you know right yeah 
yeah, I know millions of people, but I only keep like right. five close. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. And you can really, I think it's important to evaluate that no matter what you do in your life. Like if you're an entrepreneur or not. Totally. Yeah. So. Well, and ha it's nice to have the cheerleaders that like cheer you on, but they don't necessarily know like the ups and downs, you know, mm. but yeah, having, I think that just looking to other entrepreneurs that you can trust. Yeah. I don't know. I do have one girlfriend. Sorry. I just have to say this real <laughs> quick because she's so funny. She, I called her on Friday and I was like, nobody's helping me. Da, da, da. And she's like, so did you call anybody and ask for help? And I was like, well, no. And she's like, so uh, how is anybody going to know that you need help? Yeah. And I was like, whoopsies. Yeah. But you have to go through those challenges as an entrepreneur because or else, you know, once you get to that, you know, to that stage where you you know you you're you're successful you know you've done it all you know you could recall all this hardship right mm -hmm. that got you there so you you have to and that's why entrepreneurs like you know we're, we're just discussing it's a lonely life because no one knows you know mm -hmm. what i mean the hardship that goes behind it but once that you're at the stage and you you, you hit that success you you know it's it'll be all worth it yeah all it's still not it. glamorous though <laughs> no, not glamorous. it looks glamorous no. <laughs> and it's still like the grind yeah. but i guess it just every kind of roadblock that you get through just builds the confidence so that you know that you can bet on yourself for the next yeah million yeah. that yeah, are yeah. coming yeah. that are in the horizon yeah <laughs> they're coming whether you want them to or not <laughs> yes for sure um okay so name one thing you do for self-care is that the working out yeah, I mean, that's waking up at 4.30. It's just me by myself, you know, um, just, you know, getting out of the house and working out or, you know, a little drive and, you know, checking up on things. But that's just me just meditating. That's my meditation there, you know, where I get to really think and process and prioritize and, you know, enjoy, you know, little successful stages of my life and mm -hmm. business and, you know, then... Eight o'clock comes around is back to the grind. So I have a question for you on that note. What are you doing as a workout? As a workout, you know, it's so funny. I I wish I would do more, but it's very light stuff, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, it's just, you know, lifting, a lot of stretching and um running, you know. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Nothing too, you know, challenging. You know, I wish I could, you know, push it a little more, but Gosh, it's just my mind's always spinning, right? Yeah. So it, it affects my ability to really, because I know that working out right now, I, I just got to do it to meditate, but it's not a goal that I'm trying to achieve. Right. You know, I'm just doing it just to release. Right. And, and reset, also like you know? heart health and yeah. all that. Yep. I have a, I have another question for you. Um, it just came up on the thing. Um, how do you okay so when you hit your successes or failures like how long do you sit and like celebrate those like because for i've had a struggle where i haven't felt successes for a long mm -hmm. time and then i look back and i'm like damn i should have kind of stayed in the moment a little bit longer but i've always been i think it's maybe a sports mindset that's where it's like question. you know you did it doesn't matter if you hit a home run the last at bat all that matters is this at bat or this yeah. pitch right yeah. and so i didn't let myself feel some successes and i have recently and it's felt really good but also like how long do you sit with success and failure i guess is my question for you yeah it's not very long you know mm -hmm. uh, gosh i wish yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. no seriously like one evening yeah, it just, might be yeah. one evening and that's it really mm -hmm. and then it might not be that same evening right it might be like for for instance you know um, you know, that what I was talking about, you know, achieving my goal with the property, you know, I'd really celebrate it New Year's Eve. That was my day where I was like, I'm letting it all out, mm -hmm. you know, because I had my wife with me. It was just fun. It was good times, you know, so it was really like 24 hours. Right. But, you know, with the with boats, you know, failure and success they go to hand to hand it's just you can't enjoy too much as an entrepreneur you always got to be because with failure you know you got to look at start thinking about the opportunities like okay how do i get up from this and you know make it successful you know and learn from it you know and you know keep moving forward because 
you know, we, we, we're not quitters, you know, we got to keep going. So, and, and to build that next, you know, idea, next empire, the next, you know, big dream. So, um, and it's goes along with success, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always going to be an entrepreneur. We don't have those butterflies in our stomach that hold us back. You know, we just go for it. That's you want to turn them off sometimes. Huh? Yeah. Like I'm like yeah. I just want to be normal yeah, for know, like right? one Sunday. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Can I not yeah. feel like I'm failing for like taking a nap? Like, but I mean, even Britain because she was like, so um, have are you excited? Like everybody is like, are you excited about the new space? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Though, got, like, you'll have your moment yeah, when like, you're like moved I? in yeah. and you're yeah. sitting there on an evening and you're like, wow, I built this. This is Hayden yeah. headquarters, and you'll have your moment, but. It's just, it's hard you're, because... You're, going, you're doing the right thing because one thing about branding is you want to put the brand in front of, you know, in front of the consumers, even though behind it you're not fully organized. It's just not organized, but in brand development, you always want, the you know, the saying is you fake it till you make it. 1,000%. Right? So that's branding, that's company, that's entrepreneurship. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you're faking it, but and behind that, you're scrambling to put it all together right. to make to build it. I built that so, space in one and a half days. No, it was a great like, job. Yeah. I saw I'm that. Literally yeah. Blown away. So that, you know, you're doing a great job. Keep going for it. Thank you. Yeah. That's all the celebration we yeah. can have. That's no. It. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So I want to ask this because of Record Street. What is your drink of choice? Your AM and your PM? Uh, coffee, AM, and obviously beer. I'm a beer guy. You know, <laughs> what kind in. of beer drinker are you? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I've never in my life been an IPA drinker. And just lately, I've just been digging the IPAs. I don't I know why. But yeah. I would kill for an IPA. They literally <laughs> destroy my body. Yeah, they hurt. Yeah, yeah they hurt. Um, what is a book or a podcast that has changed your life? Uh, Joe Rogan. You know, I listen to him. He's a genius. And um, I love it. Just the way he, gosh, he intellectually just smart about things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely uh, pay attention to him for sure. I love him as well because I feel like when everyone is thinking one way and is hopping on board, he sits back and is like, hmm, I'm just going to think about this for <laughs> yeah, a second, you yeah, know, and he thinks yeah. differently. And so I love it. And obviously people love it because he's the number one uh, podcast. Yeah, you know? he, he's he's a, like I say, he's a genius. This guy's smart, you know, and I love that about him. Um, what's your hype song right now? Um, I would say, gosh, one that I throw on all the time, it's Nipsey, you know, grinding all the time, Nipsey. you know, grinding all, grinding yeah, all my life. that's it, grinding all my life. And it's something that, you know, relates to yeah. us, you know, so entrepreneurs, he knows it, you know, and if you, you know, really pay attention to his lyrics, you know, he's a smart dude. Oh, you know, fortunately he passed away, but, um, he was just, you know, it, he was an entrepreneur. You know, he knew it's just like me being a fireman and having all these businesses. He was a rapper, but at the same time, he had, you know, condos, he had apartment complexes, you know, shopping retail stores that he owned. Education. Education that he gave back, you know, to his community. And um, that's what you do, Mm -hmm. you know? So you guys are very similar. Yeah, I was going to say that's what you do. (laughs) That's not what we do. We would like to do that, but we're not there yet. Um, okay, in our last question, we asked to all of our guests, if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting out in business or just simply simply some words of advice to live by, what would what would it be? Uh, everything's possible. You know, dream big, you know, surround yourself around people that, you know, push you and, um, you know, are more successful than you because you'll learn, you know, you know, uh, try to seek that and, uh, uh, as entrepreneurs, is you just got to know, you got to put in the work, you know, and dream big. And, you know, the path is to dream, you know, so. Dream and work hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Onward. <No>. Yes. yes. <laughs> Grind all the time. Yeah. Work hard, all stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesse, like what a treat to have you. Seriously. So much knowledge was dropped today. I mean, I wish we could have 
we're gonna have you back if you don't mind uh, and we awesome. can just talk uh, branding or yeah. something like that because yeah, I would love to. um this was just so beneficial for us and i know our listeners are gonna love it um tell our listeners where they can find you yeah they can find me at um you know record street brewing yeah i'm always popping in there all the time and uh, come on down have a beer and a pizza and you know ask questions and i'm always open to you know meeting new people and answering all the questions or at the alpine you know i'll be catching a show there so um yeah stop on in and that's something that he really means because you literally take time for everyone like mm. it doesn't matter like the homeless man on yep. in front of record tree you take time with him and you value people so and like what a great resource you are so if you guys have a chance to have a conversation with jesse it'll change your life mm -hmm. highly recommend tracking him down yep He's awesome. gonna be like, hold on a second. No, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't stalk him. Yeah, don't stalk him. But uh, no, I mean, he's worth it. But don't do it. <laughs> no, um, okay, so y'all know the drill. Follow along, Brit on Blast, and find us at BLFT Reno and Haven and Flux. Uh, if you guys like the show, subscribe and review Brit on Blast on whatever platform you're listening on. We love y'all so much. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being here. No, thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Cheers.